So even though we spent, uh, you know, a draft pick on Boston Scott, it wasn't really that high of a draft pick, uh, six-round guy. But still, uh, we invested into him uh, more so than we have with Jonathan Williams. So um, I'm, I'm with you, though. I do think Jonathan Williams is going to be uh, getting the, the bulk of the workload that Ingram um, is, is going to be, uh, I guess, leaving behind during his four-game suspension, uh, only because mm-hmm. he's kind of more so built for that. Uh, but Boston Scott, I think, is going to eventually, as the season goes on, is going to be featured more so than Williams. We'll, we'll end up hearing about Boston Scott more so throughout the season and years on. Uh, but yeah, I think for this specific four-game span and for tonight's game, we're going to see a lot of Jonathan Williams. Um, going to the quarterbacks for the team, obviously you have Drew Brees, may or may not play. Most likely we won't be seeing him play. Uh, the third preseason game is always his dress rehearsal tune-up for the season. Tom Savage, really up in the air as in terms of what we're going to be doing with him now that we do have Teddy Bridgewater. Taysom Hill is definitely staying on the team, I think, whether he's going to be end up being, uh, um, for, for whatever reason, like a, an insurance quarterback. I don't think he'll ever be listed as a, a, the third-string guy. The Saints usually don't bring on three guys. But you never know. Could be. But he's going to be utilized for special teams mostly. Um, and then really interesting, like I said, Tom Savage is – he may be traded before the season actually kicks off. And so, um, as we were talking about yesterday's podcast, this could be a game where Sean Payton puts him in often to pump up his uh, his quote-unquote highlight tape uh, so that teams, uh, you know, are more interested in him and he can find a job somewhere else as being a backup. So expect to see a lot out of Tom Savage. Expect to see a lot out of, even though, like I said, he's not going to be playing quarterback a lot for us this year. Taysom Hill, and of course, uh, JT Barrett. Because I think JT Barrett's going to be our practice squad guy. I do enjoy that we have him on the team because he does have a lot of raw talent. Uh, and, you, and you see flashes of that during this preseason. But um, uh, he's, he's most likely not going to make the team. Taysom Hill is going to be special teams. And it looks like Tom Savage. So the three quarterbacks playing tonight, because Bridgewater is not able to play, obviously. Usually you're not going to be able to play for a team the day after, your, uh, the, day after the trade. But uh, the three guys we're going to be seeing, we probably won't be seeing play quarterback during the regular season at all, uh, which is very interesting to me. But uh, uh, what do you think about the quarterback situation going on for, for tonight's game? I agree a thousand percent what you just said. Uh, we might see JT Barrett, you know, just to see if uh, if Sean Payne has any doubts on if he's, you know, worth the practice squad uh, position. You know, we'll see him play tonight because we really, in all honesty, haven't seen him play much during the preseason uh, Taysom Hill, obviously, is going to be on special teams now. Doesn't really have to worry about uh, being a backup quarterback when he can hit people really hard, especially now that we have Teddy Bridgewater. And Tom Savage, I think, is going to play a ton just because of, uh, you know, we owe him a solid. You know, we trade for a younger quarterback, you know, and he doesn't really owe us anything now. We don't owe him anything, you know, and if we can give him to another team for maybe like a conditional sixth, seventh round pick, I'm all for it. Mm. So you'll probably that'd, be seeing those guys. That'd be cool if we got something out of him. Yeah, yeah, but. I think if we don't find a trade partner, then we're just going to... He's going to be the last part of the cut, so... Yeah, I, uh, I agree. Sunday yep. is the deadline for that, which we'll get into yeah, 4 PM just, Eastern. just a little bit later. Um, for the guys protecting the quarterbacks, our offensive line, obviously, uh, outside of Rick Leonard and Will Clapp, who both draft picks this year, I don't see either of them going anywhere. Uh, Will Clapp has stepped up his game a little bit, so it's not like he's just a terrible seventh-round pick that's super expendable. But you got Rick Leonard, Will Clapp, Rookies, most likely going to be staying on the team. Other guys you need to be looking out for to make the roster. Jermon Bushrod, Cameron Tom, Michael Ola, Josh uh, L- L- Laribius. Laribius. 
Yeah. I always want to say Liberius, but it's Laribius. I always <laughs> get the R and the B uh, uh, mixed up. But I, I, I think Laribius is going to be making the team. He's that Swiss Army knife that we like. Cameron Tom as well. Great center guard combo for us. Um, but the other guys, Jermon Bushrod, kind of look lost in camp. He's he's older. He's he's a veteran for us. Been on the team before, but he's coming over from Miami, and uh, it looks like he's kind of lost a step there. Uh, Michael Ola, you've seen a little bit a, a little bit out of him this preseason. Nothing too too impressive that I've seen so far. Um, who are you? I mean, I'm afraid Bushrod is going to be cut. I don't think Bushrod is going to make the team. I could see those other three guys, along with uh, Leonard and Will Clapp, making it. But I think outside of Bushrod, one other guy is probably going to be cut. I'm guessing we're going to stick with nine offensive linemen going into the season because our starters are fantastic with uh, uh, Teron Armstead, Larry Warford, Andres Pete, Max Unger, Ryan Ramchek. Just absolutely fantastic starting O-line. Behind them, though, we need uh, uh, at least four guys to be viable backup options in case any any of them go down. Tom and Laribia seem to be Swiss Army Knife type guys, which is exactly what we liked out of Senio Calamente. Uh, but Michael Ola, Jermon Bushrod, up in the air right now. What are you thinking about this situation? It's funny, you know, and we never really had to worry about this situation when we had Senio Calamente. But of course, you know, he got he got paid star money to go be a starter for the Houston Texans. So, welp with that idea. But um, yeah, the it's unfortunate. You know, the Saints, you know, with their O line, the O line's really good if you're looking at the starters. The backups, you know, they can't exactly afford to keep a ton, a ton of people. You know, I, I think right now Rick Leonard has done well enough to a point, despite his initial critics uh, at the very beginning when we drafted him. He's, I think he's done decent enough, as is uh, Will Clapp. He's gone better. Yeah, like we said, Bushrod's been, eh, you know, could be better. Hasn't looked like uh, his uh, usual self back when he used to play with the Saints so long ago. And um, the other guys, you know, Cameron Tom, not terrible. Michael Ola, you know, just hasn't gotten a ton of time, you know, to really show what he, he's made of, but hasn't taken the opportunities to move up the ranks. You know, Laribius, someone who's been all right, you know. They're looking for people that can play multiple positions on the O-line that can really help save us in case an injury happens. But, you know, I expect them all to really play tonight. You know, they're, you know, players looking to make, uh, you know, make the roster, players looking to get more time in. But, it's sort of crazy right now with cuts. I don't, I don't know how the cuts are going to go, especially with the O-line, but I just hope the best players make it because we certainly need a, a depth uh, for a lineman. You know, the the game is one of the trenches, you know, and mm. the whole shoot of football. So Yeah. So if you had to pick, uh, would you go who, – who would you go making out of those? Because it seems – do you think uh, – obviously Leonard and Will Clapp, do you think all four of those guys as well are going to make uh, the roster? Or uh, who, who do you think I, are the I go the Ribius. You go. I go Leonard, Clapp, Laribius. That'd be my three. Are going to be the three that. So you think uh, Bushrod, Tom, and Ola are going to be cut? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably say so. I, I, I could see us rolling with eight offensive linemen, too. Uh, uh, just because if we have a guy like uh, uh, Laribius working it, again, kind of versatile guy. But uh, I do th- I, I think Cameron Tom makes oh. the team, too. Yeah. I, th- I, I think Tom, because he's been in the system since uh, last offseason as well. Uh, and he's shown steady improvement uh, over the past 12 months, especially in the preseason. Uh, I see him making the team, too. Ola could just be an insurance guy. It depends on where else uh, we address how many guys are making the team at different positions. But I could see, uh, but I, I, I could definitely see just uh, Larubius being the, the only other guy, along with Leonard and Clapp, to make it. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm t- like I said, I love our starting offensive line, and I really wish all the good health to them uh, for the season. As do I. We'll need it. <laughs> 
So let's go over to defense. Uh, you got a guy, obviously, in Marcus Davenport. Haven't seen a whole lot out of him during this offseason. Last game. game was the first game he played for the team. And the 15 snaps he played, a lot of a lot of beat writers and uh, just general game analysis guys are saying that's some of the best 15 snaps they've seen out of a guy in a long time, especially defensive linemen. So uh, watch him, see if Davenport, obviously I think he'll be getting more playing time, see what the Saints are going to do. He's dropped back into coverage uh, against the Chargers. Let's see if that'll happen against the Rams. Hopefully he'll be rushing more. Let's see if his uh, snap anticipation is better than the last game. So uh, that's definitely an eye to keep out for. Behind him, Al-Kain Muhammad. Guy that we spent a six-round pick on in 2017. Did not see him play a single down in uh, the regular season last year. Hopefully, we'll be seeing a lot more out of him in the regular season this year if he decides if, if he ends up making the team. But, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like he's getting a whole lot of snaps. He could be an odd man out. Uh, and then you have, um, of course, Oloe Kikaha, who is a linebacker, defensive end hybrid. Uh, pay attention to him as well. Taylor Stallworth on the defensive line. Um, he's undrafted free agent that we signed out of South Carolina earlier this offseason. He's going to be competing for a spot, and I really hope he makes the team because he's he's shown some flashes as well. And uh, a guy I also want to mention that I, I think for sure is going to be making this 53-man roster, and he's Mike Triplett has kind of been profiling him a little bit over the past couple days. DeVroe Lawrence, uh, he's been yeah, getting like great pressure on quarterbacks, and he's just been uh, doing his job well so far in the uh, uh, during the preseason. So, uh I, I want to see him play tonight as well uh, because I do think he's going to be part of this uh, main roster for the Saints. But of those guys I named, I know you're really excited to see Davenport play again, uh, as as every Saints fan should be. Uh, AQM, though, I don't know, a little bit up in the air. Taylor Stallworth, haven't heard a lot out of him the past couple games. What are you thinking? So, yeah, let's start off with Davenport. I'm on the hype train. Choo-choo, you know. Um, there you go. Uh, I, I, I can't wait to see him play tonight. Hopefully he gets a lot more snaps. I, I just think, you know, for all the time he missed because of the growing injury, I think that'd be, you know, the smartest thing right now is to get him even more acclimated with playing against other NFL teams. Even if it may may or may not be um, players that uh, you see get initially cut, but I think that'd be great to see him play tonight. Okay, Mohamed, yeah, he he's played a little bit in the preseason uh, these past uh, couple weeks. You know, ha- hasn't exactly been flashy. You know, he's just been there. So I think that'd be cool if he could really uh set himself aside, you know, from the others, really make uh, make himself known, you know, for the defense. I think that'd be cool. Taylor Stallworth, yeah, somebody that has been, somebody that's been quietly making plays for the Saints, somebody that's quietly been getting noticed by different beat reporters, uh, analysts, you know, etc. Somebody, you know, that I think from the very beginning had a long ways to go for making this team, but uh, he's somebody that is gaining traction and the question is the real question tonight is going to be uh, can he overthrow Devereaux Devereaux Lawrence uh as a backup D lineman you know because I think those two guys are really like I wouldn't say neck and neck but you know depending on how something goes uh we're not quite sure who's going to make the team so uh, I think there are a lot of potential for guys tonight making plays for the Saints and hopefully uh getting themselves a, a roster spot for the team going forward it's so. nice to finally have depth on the defensive line, huh? It's been I know, right? Been yeah, quite I'm pretty happy years. about it. It's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, right behind them, uh, linebackers for the team. I, I I think this is the weakest positional group. After watching some f- game film, after talking with Charlie last night, I don't know. I I, I, I love Demario Davis. I think I think Demario Davis, Manti Teo too. When it, when he's been healthy this uh, uh, 
offseason, and we sh- we know about his improvements last year. Uh, Alex Anzalone seems to be like a backup guy now when he started last season, uh, so I don't know what's going on with that, but uh, veteran guy like Craig Robertson, guy to keep in your eyes out for, uh, and as I mentioned, Anzalone. Nathan Stupar, uh, special team standout. Uh, he may be getting a lot of reps uh, in tonight's game, either middle or, or weak side linebacker, to see uh, what value he can bring to the team for that reserve linebacker spot. And as I mentioned, Haloi Kikaha as well uh, out there. I, I I might expect to see him more so as a, uh, a defensive end, but uh, I think he's going to be playing a little bit of linebacker too. But AJ Klein's got to step it up. Uh, he hasn't been playing that well. I want to see a little bit more out of Demario Davis, um, but I mean, we we know what he's made of, and I think when we get to the regular season, uh, he's 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 going to be the guy that we knew um, uh, when when we signed him from the Jets. Uh, other than any, any guys, I'm forgetting. This is just such like a non remember memorable positional group. Mm. Yeah, it's it's crazy right now, and you know it, it's funny. Um. Uh, I, I didn't think I would initially be saying it, but it's funny Like uh, how I'm going to wear this. Uh, the Saints have so many linebackers now. Sure, it might not be their strongest position, but it's it, it's a group where you could see a lot of names you know, that we've grown accustomed to with the Saints being cut. You know, So I think right now, Stupar is almost on the outside looking in. You know, Sure, he's had a lot of special teams con- uh, contributions. Sure, he's been a, a decent backup linebacker, but I think right now, just considering how many linebackers we've really added in the past couple seasons, you know, Klein, Anzalone, uh, you know, uh, Demarle Davis. I think he could be on the outside looking in. And Holy Kikaha, another name a lot of people have been floating around. You know, somebody that wasn't really what we uh, hoped to get, you know, with the Saints. You know, we had high hopes, high expectations, but just really hasn't met them through injuries and everything else. So, I could see that going that way, and yeah, I, I would love to see a little bit more from our linebackers tonight, you know, and heck, you know, I tried mentioning uh, last uh, last episode that maybe the Saints should almost flirt with the idea of having two linebackers out there, you know, and and fans alone can pick things up, and uh, maybe the Saints can almost run like a two-linebacker set with tomorrow Davis and Zaloni, but yeah. regardless, I think that's something uh, this linebacker group... and as a whole, is something we're all looking forward to seeing tonight. Dennis, so I'm looking forward to it, too. Dennis Allen has been running uh, Kurt Coleman as a, uh, a linebacker throughout this uh, 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 preseason games uh, during the first three weeks. So uh, that pretty much is a, is a two-linebacker set with the safety being that third guy right there. So I like that as well. I'd rather have Davis and Anzalone out there, or even uh, Davis and Teo out there with Coleman or Von Bell or whoever it may be because – AJ Klein is just is just not not stepping up to the plate so far. Um, and then yeah, finally, get him out of here. Uh, and not I, yeah, get him out of the starting lineup, so to speak. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily I mean. want him off the team, but uh, yeah, 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 I'm with you on that. Uh, for defensive backs, really, two. I mean, we know Marshawn Lattimore, Ken Crawley, Patrick Robinson. They're going to be making the team. Uh, they're going to be our starters, uh, especially if we're going to be starting out with the uh, nickel formations. Patrick Robinson is going to be out there. Behind them, though, uh, you have P.J. Williams and Arthur Mollette. Uh, I think Mollette's going to make the team because of his special teams contributions, but P.J. Williams is kind of the odd man out right here. We've already cut Devontae, Dave, or, uh, Devontae Harris earlier uh, this offseason. He's on the Bucks now. Um, Thank the Lord. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. After, I don't know, after week one in Minnesota, I think he should have been cut. That was a disastrous uh, performance by him, uh, and he hasn't really stepped up since then. But wish him the best of luck over in Tampa Bay. But, uh, yeah, P.J. Williams uh, seems to be the odd man out. 
hopefully we're going to be retaining as many defensive backs as we can because the secondary was a big reason we were so successful last year. And if there's any sort of injury, we need the bodies. But uh, uh, I really like our, our safeties. Our safeties are locked. Uh, Marcus Williams, Kurt Coleman, Von Bell. Um, yeah. And you also have Marcus Williams, the cornerback, uh, who's also in the mix. We signed him earlier, undrafted free agent. So uh, uh, what do you think? I, hopefully, I'm really hoping P.J. Williams makes the team, and we might as well throw in Marcus Williams there as well. But uh, do you think there's uh, uh, any chance Williams, we're not rolling with him or Mullet? So I, first, I, I got to give kudos to my, my guy, Arthur Mullet. I keep on trying to contact him. On Twitter, on Facebook, when he goes live, but he hasn't been getting back to me. But regardless, even if you don't get back to me, Arthur Mullet, I'm still gonna give kudos to you because he's like Arthur Mullet is low key sort of been balling, you know, a pass deflection here, a pass breakup here, a hard hitting tackle here. You know what I mean, like he's making a name for himself, and it's not just like the the flashy plays; it's the coverage. He's gotten a lot better at that. He still uh, does pretty well in special teams, so I always gotta give credit to you know the guys that do good. So kudos to him. But as far as the secondary goes, just as a general whole, I expect the Saints to keep like maybe around ten, maybe nine. You know, we have the three safeties, and then maybe like six corners, about that. Mm. But um, as far as that goes, uh, another guy we forgot to mention actually, Chris Banjo. He could mm. be somebody maybe on the Good outside say, looking yeah. in or. Well, I, I, I mentioned how much I liked uh, Banjo against the Chargers, and uh, yeah, he's he's going to be a, a really key backup safety for us going into this season. Uh, and special teams guy. Yeah. I like him a lot. But um, it's weird. As far as I'm not quite sure who's going to be cut. I think, you know, uh, the lesser known guys, you know, the guys that maybe if you look up the roster and don't immediately recognize those guys will be gone. As far as the draft picks, I, I forget right now. My memory's terrible right now. But um, I believe, uh, maybe you can help me out, Dan, the cornerback and the safety that we drafted, the late uh, rounds of this past draft. Uh, do you remember their names? I think Jamerson and yeah, who so was you, the other guy? you got Natro Jamerson and yeah. um, uh, Cameron Moore, who yeah, we there actually you go. haven't been able to mention those guys yet this so far this preseason because they really haven't done much. Jamerson had a couple exactly. tackles against the Chargers, but other than that, it's not it's not a whole lot out of those guys. So hopefully they play a bit tonight, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, those are a couple guys like I've been saying that. Maybe we'll see tonight. Hopefully they do well. I think, honestly, right now, besides the immediate starters for the Saints, for their, their secondary, it wouldn't surprise me to see maybe a bit of everybody get some snaps, you yes. know, so they can really get, like, a good interpretation of, you know, who's who's doing better, maybe who's falling behind, you know, and they'll probably help them really make their initial cuts. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see everybody tonight. So just look forward to everybody. Look, look and see how the secondary is doing, you know, yeah. but... And check out the play calling by the coaching staff as well. See if they're being conservative. And if they are, it's probably just because they want to see how their personnel reacts to the simple plays that the that the Saints run. Or see if they're a little bit more ambitious, which which will probably indicate that they're, at, at that time in the game, they're comfortable with who's in the game. And they can test some stuff out to see uh, uh, what they're going to be rolling with later on in the regular season uh, with who they got. But uh, next Sunday, or I guess technically this upcoming Sunday, uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern time, so 3 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Pacific, is the 53-man roster, it, which is just absolutely crazy to me. So the teams have by 4 p.m. Eastern on Sunday to get the 90-man roster virtually, or some teams have like 85, but they got to cut 30-plus guys. Yeah, it's crazy. By this Sunday. It's it's absolutely wild. Um, but uh, we might have... who who. 
tell the people the special guests we might have on tyler oh yeah well uh i mean i, I think every day that goes by it gets more from chalk to more put set in stone mm-hmm. but um nick underhill uh the beat reporter the guy the man the myth the legend the dude that essentially is known for covering the saints among other people the guy that's like incredibly recognized well-known like a legend for the saints culture is uh Hopefully, could be on the show, and we're really looking forward to that. And it's gonna be an amazing episode. You guys won't want to miss that. We're we're still mapping out right now how everything's going with now leading up to the regular season, but I expect at least a few more podcast episodes before we get right into um you know just rolling out the the previews, the reviews for every week for the different opponents. But yeah, we've got a lot of great stuff coming up. So. Uh, be awesome. Yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. And when the regular season kicks off as well, guys, uh, we will be doing pretty much exactly the same format that we did last season. Two episodes per week. One early in the week, uh, which will be reviewing the game that went on either that Sunday or that Monday um, or even the Thursday beforehand. Uh, we, we If there's a Thursday game, we like to try to get the review pods out um, uh, the Friday afterwards. But... Uh, a lot of the times it's either Monday or Tuesday early in the week. And then the uh, preview games uh, for the upcoming game of the week for the Saints will be later on, either Thursday, Friday, sometimes even Saturday, uh, yeah. if, if we can get it out uh, early in the day uh, so that you guys have a little bit of time to listen to. So look out for that. Two episodes per week. Uh, and we love your guys' feedback. I'll toss it to Tyler for the sign-off. But please be sure to follow us on social media so you can give us as much feedback as you can because we really appreciate it. We always do. Absolutely. And before we actually go off to our initial sign-off, oh, that's we forgot right. to do one thing. The reason why we love the Saints. Yes. Yeah, so the Saints are an amazing team. And actually, the reason why the Saints are such an amazing team, uh, hold on one sec, I'll pull it up right now. I actually saw this. It was pretty shocking to me. Is that So uh, analysts for uh, NFL Network uh, were uh, brought together to analyze picks uh for the winners of the super bowl among other things like awards playoff teams super bowl forecasts everything so uh dayton i don't know if you've read this yet but take a wild guess uh who do they who who do you think is uh analyst pick to win super bowl l-i-i-i uh i saw somebody say it was uh wasn't it saints over jaguars uh well okay so I'll dive into it a little bit. The Saints were actually tied for first with the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Both teams got five votes. For the Saints, uh, you had Gil Brandt uh, having them over the Patriots. Mm. Uh, Cynthia Freeland uh, had them over the Chiefs. Uh, Elliot Harrison had them over the Patriots. Uh, Kevin uh, Patra had them over the Jaguars. And Adam Rank had the Saints over the Chargers uh, for those five votes. And uh, with that being said, though, that's just one other reason why we love the Saints, right? Uh, teams are uh, finally giving us the recognition we deserve. We're going to the Super Bowl, baby, hopefully this year. But um, the player I chose to say why I love the Saints so much is going to be our young rookie tackle. Well, not really rookie anymore. Second-year player, uh, Ryan Ramchek. Yeah, the dude that took over for the aging veteran, Zach Streif, and has completely dominated ever since. You know, ever since he's come into the league, he's been a force you know, uh, to be reckoned with, you know, like he's holding it down on the right side and fans love that, you know, and especially for, especially when you can get a young player in like that, especially on the offensive line, not exactly sure if he's going to do well to start off. Ryan Ramchek has completely checked off all those boxes. He's been a beast and he is really helping this line protect Drew to the fullest. So uh, kudos go out to you, Ryan Ramchek. You're amazing. 
Fantastic stuff, yeah. Always love uh, uh, Rami and what he's been able to provide for the Saints. Uh, reason why I love the Saints, uh, it ties back into social media, uh, like I mentioned yesterday. A guy by the name of Colin Dunlap, uh, he, he was talking about the amount of quarterbacks uh, in front of Ben Roethlisberger's uh, uh, yearly <laughs> earnings. Uh, there are 11 guys in front of Roethlisberger. He's the 12th-ranked guy, and he says, of the guys, of the 11 quarterbacks in front of Roethlisberger, only one of them, including and that's not including Roethlisberger, is a is a surefire Hall of Famer, Aaron Rodgers, and the and right after that he says maybe Drew Brees, maybe. And the reaction by Saints Twitter and Saints fans was exactly what I wanted to calling him out for the dumbass that he was. What an idiotic <laughs> statement! How how could you first off how could you say Ben Roethlisberger is a surefire Hall of Famer? Zero Super Bowl MVPs. Granted, he does have one more ring than Drew Brees, even though those are team accomplishments. He he's, he doesn't have a Super Bowl MVP. Heinz Ward and Santonio Holmes won those MVPs for uh, the Steelers when they won the Super Bowl with, with Roethlisberger. Granted, Roethlisberger, yes, he's a surefire Hall of Famer, but how could you say he is and say Drew Brees is maybe? He's about to break the all-time passing record, most yards Not to mention touchdowns ever. in a couple years. Touchdowns in a couple years. Uh, has a Super Bowl under his belt. Could get one after this year. And he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, period. Top five. And you're saying he's maybe a Hall of Famer. So, the reactions by Twitter, you can you can go check them out. There's so many of them that are just great. You even have like Pittsburgh because he's from uh, he's from Pittsburgh, so of course he he's, he's going to be, be hating on Breeze and yeah, he's going to be a little bit biased. But you even have fans from Pittsburgh and from his show saying uh, no, Drew Brees is surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. So that's why I love love the Saints, the fan base coming out again on social media. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Well, with that being said, let's wrap things up, though. Uh, we had a great episode tonight. We've been having great episodes for as long as I can remember. Make sure to check out, guys, like we mentioned earlier in the episode, just check out our last one. We had Charlie on. It was a blast. It was a long one, but it was a great one to listen to. So make sure you guys do that. As far as our social media goes, make sure to check check out our official Who That Dish podcast account on Twitter. You can check that out at the WDD podcast. Make sure to check out Dayton Brown, my good buddy on the other side of the mic, who is a fantastic co-host. You can check him out at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. You can check me out at Raymond Tyler M. Make sure to check out uh, whothatdish.com. All these amazing articles are coming out. And make sure to also check out the who that dish itself Facebook page because now we are posting all of our links there too so you can find those out there with all that good stuff and make sure to check out uh, where to find our episodes on Spreaker S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com and iTunes just search uh, who that dish podcast you will find us and make sure to give us a good review if you like listening to our awesome podcast make sure to give it five stars if you want and leave a little comment we appreciate that so Fantastic stuff. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. We'll talk to you soon. And as always, who dat? Who dat?